0: Chelsea Lee, joining me is Dr. Jared with the Achieve Wellness Podcast. Dr. Jared, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great today, Chelsea. Thank you for having us once again.
0: Absolutely. There are miracles that come out of your office and it all starts with your day one process. So let's break it down, Dr. Jared. What is health?
1: So that's a great question. That's one of the major things I think a lot of people are asking today in today's world and in our economy or whether it's in our communities or whether it's just in the world of, you know, where are we taking our families? And you're absolutely right. I think health, first of all, is your greatest asset. That's what health is. And so other than our relationship with Jesus Christ, like I think personally, I think your health is your greatest asset. And here's why is because if you lose your health, just ask yourself this question really quickly. If you lose your health, what do you lose in your life? A
0: lot. I mean, it's, it's what you do, where you're able to go, if you can travel, doing things with your kids. I 100%. Mean, yeah. It's basically
1: everything. You lose the ability to possibly work. You lose the ability to do your hobbies. You lose the abilities to play with your kids, um, walk with your spouse, do whatever it may be. And in fact, we, the more and more that we lose our health, the more apt we are to end up in a nursing home as we age. We have this saying in our, in our office when people come in: it's like, hey, do you want to end up in the nursing home or on a cruise ship when you're 80 years old? Because that's <laughs> typically where that, that branch takes place is right right around 80 years old and so where do we want to end up in the cruise ship or the nursing home and it all begins with your health and how do we ultimately build health and so one of the things that we always ask people in our office is what is health Well, there's three things that people base their health on. One is you wake up in the morning and you base your health on what? How you feel. Feel, 100%. How are you feeling today? That is the number one thing that we always get is how you feel. Now, the second thing is is that if you look at Men's Health Magazine, Women's Health Magazine, Cosmopolitan, all these teen magazines, who do they typically put on the cover?
0: A really ripped person who's looking good, their skin is perfect, their hair is great, and they're always smiling.
1: Amen. And that's the exact word that I'm looking for is the way that we look. So people base their health on how they feel, how they look. And the last thing is, is, is typically it's a, a set of numbers, right? And so if you go to the doctor right now, the medical doctor, uh, they're going to take blood from you. They may look at your height, your weight, um, but when they get their blood, it, your, your numbers are supposed to be given in this given range, right? right. And if you're in this given range, then quote unquote you're healthy. You're, healthy. You're right. okay.
0: Your blood pressure looks great. You're doing fine.
1: So have you, have you ever heard about the person that has been given the full, you know, clean book of health, but yet two months later they're diagnosed with cancer?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: How how does that happen? Even
0: some of the most healthiest individuals that are extremely active and and physically fit, yeah, they get sick too.
1: You're absolutely right. And so we have to debunk these three things because health has nothing to do with how you feel, has nothing to do with how you look, and it has nothing to do with your numbers. So let's start with the numbers first. So if somebody in our country is diagnosed with, let's say, high blood pressure or high cholesterol, what do they do for it? They go to the medical doctor and they're given a what? Medication. A medication, right? Mm -hmm. And so does that medication actually lower that person's numbers? Yes, however,
0: if they're off of it, then it goes right back up.
1: You got it. And that was my next question, is that typically when somebody goes on a medication, right or wrong, whatever that person's dealing with, right, as that number comes down, that person thinks that they're now, quote, unquote, Healthy right. because my numbers are in this given range. Well, you're absolutely right. If I take that medication away from that person, guess what happens to their medic that guess what happens to those numbers? They go
0: right back up. They
1: go through the roof. So are we really getting to the root cause of the problem, or are we just masking and covering symptoms by taking those medications? And that's what one of the questions that always just goes poof, like with people's <laughs> brains, right? It's like, holy smokes, well, maybe I'm not as healthy as I thought I was right. just right. because of these medications and these pills. And you're absolutely right. You're not. You're just basically covering the symptoms. Now, when we talk about how we feel or how we look? Well, let's ask this question. When when does somebody feel cancer?
0: You don't typically. You
1: don't. When do you see it?
0: that's even harder you You, you can't
1: you don't typically you won't see cancer until usually stage three or stage four so it has to develop and grow for a number of years research from the University of Minnesota University of Harvard you look at some of these major institutions that are doing cancer research they say it takes anywhere from 10 15 even 20 plus years for a lot of these cancers to grow inside of our bodies so if we're waiting to feel something or see something unfortunately we're waiting for these chronic illnesses and these diseases to basically ravish us and take us over so The goal of that is not to base your health on how you feel or how you look. Otherwise, you're just waiting for symptoms of that major disease to to show up. We can talk about heart disease the same way. We could talk about Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, MS. All these chronic illnesses that we're seeing in our country today typically do not show how you either feel or how you see them until, unfortunately, they're already there and they're already developed.
0: So let's dive into that, too. Your symptoms, how do these form?
1: Ah, it's a great question. So we're going to step back just one step before we get to that, that symptom question because that's a super good question because everybody's like, how do I just get rid of my symptoms, right? How do I feel right. better, okay? So when we talk about health, the other thing that you have people have to know is what is really the definition of health? Well, health is simply this. It's it's your body's ability to heal. So if you write the word health on a piece of paper, H E A L. T-H, well, just circle the first four letters. It spells heal. Heal? So that's all that health is. It's the body's ability to heal and function at 100%. So... The next question we have to ask ourselves is, if we were truly healing and functioning at or near 100%, how much disease would somebody have in their body? be zero. Zero. How much pain would they have?
0: Absolutely zero. They would have
1: zero. So they would have zero symptoms, zero disease, zero problems. They would have nothing going on if their body was truly functioning and healing at 100% like it's designed to. Now, because we... Uh, sit in bad positions because we're hunched over tables, because we get in car accidents, because we're just living life, right? Right. We have all these stresses on our bodies, chemical, emotional, physical stresses. These are the things that cause our bodies not to function at or near hundred percent. So as our bodies lose function, the probability of disease will start to go up, up. You're absolutely <laughs> no. right. Now here's the great thing is that When disease starts to build in our body, just like cancer and heart disease, we don't feel them right away. And so your body has to get to a point where it can't adapt anymore, and then ultimately it's going to start to give you symptoms. And so you have to have a disease process building before you can actually have symptomatology. Unless there's a major, major injury or trauma, a car accident, you break a bone, something like that. Yeah. Then you're going to have immediate symptoms, right? But for the most and the majority of things that we see chronic illnesses in our office, it's typically, there's a disease process that's building and building and building probably for years. And ultimately now we get symptoms. So here's the question that you have to ask yourself about symptoms now is what do people do in America about symptoms? One, we typically will try to ignore the problem. Yes. Right? And then typically to... <laughs> the symptom does what? Get better or...
0: It gets worse. <laughs> it, it gets worse, right?
1: You're absolutely right. The second thing is we take some type of over-the-counter medication, right? right? We'll reach for some type of the over-the-counter thing, whether it's Advil, Tylenol, ibuprofen, even natural things like Arnica, um, essential oils. We're mm-hmm. trying to fix that symptom or basically do whatever we can to just get rid of that symptom. Not right. saying that those natural things are bad or you know good or whatever, but at the same time, we're just treating... The symptom, because I guarantee that your headaches aren't because of a lack of peppermint oil in your in your <laughs> body, right? It's, that's right. not how it works. Right. There's something else causing that symptom that's leading to that process in your body. So if we, if we ignore it, typically it gets worse. If we reach for the over the counter medication, yeah, it might stave it off for a little while, but why does the symptom keep coming back? Right, And if that doesn't work, it then it's more onto prescription medication or possibly even surgery down the road if we don't get on top of these symptoms. And so that's typically the progression that we see uh, America go through. is like, one, we ignore it. Two, we go to the over-the-counter. Three, we're reaching for the prescription medications. And then ultimately, four, there's nothing else we can do. Now it's surgery, and now we're in for the, the long haul of the surgical cases. So if somebody just doesn't want to deal with the symptoms, right, and you want to start reversing that, and you start wanting to get back towards that 100% function that's the key word is how do you get your body to function better right that's the number one thing that you always have to be thinking about if you want health in your life you have to be thinking about how do I get my body to function and heal better so when you, when you think about the word function, Chelsea, what's the number one thing that you think about? What controls all the function inside of you? It's between your ears, sits on top of your head. What is it?
0: I <laughs> say so your brain. Your
1: brain, yes. And so a lot of people don't understand that your brain is the master controller in your body. It's the computer, right? The brain will send and receive signals all the way down to your body, telling your body what to do, how to do it, when to do it, how to control it, when to adapt to certain environments or whatever it is. It's all controlled by that amazing system, our brain and our spinal cord. So the brain has to communicate 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 down the spinal cord to the body. And this is where the cool thing about chiropractic is where a lot of people don't understand like what is chiropractic and what is it that we're actually doing to get the miracles that we're getting on the outside uh, of the office. And so when you look at the brain and how it communicates to the body, well, if we don't focus in on that spinal cord, then unfortunately you're missing a huge aspect of your healing process. And here's why. And so if I severed your spinal cord right now, Chelsea, what would happen to you? I would die. You would or die. Or be
0: paralyzed. 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 Or uh, lots of problems.
1: <laughs> right. We don't have Bluetooth, right? We no. don't have wireless stuff. It no. has to go through the wires in our body. Right. And so if that communication starts to get disrupted, it starts to get blocked. Like if I'm pinching on the nerve that's going to your heart, is the heart going to work better or worse? Worse? It's going to work a lot worse. Is it going to still work? Yeah, it all depends on how much pressure's on that nerve. But at the same time, it's going to start to dysfunction over time. So if the body has a, an area of dysfunction, well, now a dysfunctional heart is going to lead to a diseased heart, which yes. is ultimately going to lead to symptoms, right, right? right? So you have to remember that there's a couple steps before we actually get to symptoms. Everybody in America, is, we're so concerned about the symptoms versus what's causing the dysfunction or what's causing the actual problem within our bodies. And so when you look at dysfunction leading to the disease pattern, ultimately leading to the symptoms, again, it's not just about crossing out the symptoms, blocking it. That'd be like taking a, I don't know, a black piece of tape and putting it over the, the, the warning light on your check engine in your car, right? <laughs> yeah, we can take care of the symptom of the this beep or whatever's going on. It's still
0: going to be there, and it's going to be a bigger problem, too.
1: It's going to work into a huge, huge problem. And unfortunately, that's what we see with the majority of people coming into our office. If we would just... um, just kind of honor the symptoms and take care of them and understand like, okay, I got high blood pressure. I have cholesterol issues. I have diverticulitis or colitis. Maybe I have infertility issues. I have headaches, whatever the symptom is and whatever the problem is. If we just honored that symptom and go, okay, what's causing this? And ultimately, how do I start to get my body functioning better? You can reverse probably 95% of all disease and all problems out there. That's amazing. It's absolutely incredible what our bodies can do, given the opportunity to do so. And so now we start talking about, well, how do we get rid of dysfunction in the body? Well, there's five things that we do in our office. One, we focus on people's mindsets, right? We want to make sure you have a positive mindset. You're surrounded by positive people, people that love you, that aren't just sucking energy from you. Right. And so just focusing on that love and light that's all around us all the time and the things that we have to be positive for in our life, the things to be thankful for, that is like one of the biggest things that we try to focus on in our office. The second and probably the most important is your nervous system. And so we look at the skeletal system within the body. Now, a lot of people don't understand, like, what is that skeletal system have to look like? What is a normal skeletal system? How does it develop? How does it grow? What is it supposed to look like as I age? Um, How does it relate to whether I end up on that cruise ship or that nursing home? Right. And so we need to talk about that for a second, right? So when you're conceived, believe it or not, there's two little cells that come together, right? And what happens is it's an amazing miracle that starts to take place. The very first thing that forms in your body is your brain. And then off your brain comes this little tail. It's called a notochord at the time. And that's what eventually turns into your spinal cord. As you grow and develop off that notochord comes all these little hair-like things, basically turning into your nerves. At the end of those hair-like things starts to develop your muscles, your organs, and a whole bunch of your tissues. And so the very first thing that has to develop first and properly is the brain, then the spinal cord, ultimately the nerves, and then the last thing are your organs and your muscles and everything at the end of that. That's so okay. It is absolutely incredible. Now, as that as that little embryo starts to grow, what happens is God puts around uh, bone around anything that's important inside of you. Yeah. So you think about the Give most impo- you got it. So the most important structures have bone around it. Your skull, right? Your brain. Yep. Okay. Um, you think about your spinal column. That's your obviously your vertebrae and everything that house and protect the spinal cord. Right. And ultimately your ribs. What do your ribs do? Well, they house and protect your internal organs as well. So anything with bone around it is very, very vital and super crucial to your body. Now, as that uh, spine starts to grow and develop, when we look at somebody from the front to the back, they should be perfectly straight up and down. So if you have a, a spouse, significant other Boyfriend, girlfriend, or even your kids at home, if you stand behind them and tell them to look straight ahead, they should have nice, even, level shoulders. Their head should be perfectly straight. Their earlobes should match up on both sides. So, what people can do to see if there's subluxation or if there's something actually happening with their spine is to see is there a head tilt? Is there a rotation of the head to one way or another? Is there a shift of the shoulders to one side or another? Does the body actually translate? to one side or another? Is one of the hips higher than the other? These are all indications that something's going on with the spinal cord or with that skeletal system. Now, what is the benefits of knowing that, right? Well, here's why, is because, again, we, as we just talked, your spinal cord, your brain and your spinal cord control everything inside of you. There was actually research that was done on the spinal cord by a medical doctor. It was called the, the Windsor autopsies. And what this guy found is that if the spine is not aligned, and in fact, if there's damage happening on these nerve roots that are coming off your spine, yeah. going to your organs and your muscles, it doesn't take much pressure. Literally, the weight of the dime can shut the nerve root off anywhere from 40 to 60%. That's
0: sensitive
1: crazy sensitive right but on top of that as that pressure stays there disease starts to build within that uh that nerve root that goes to that organ there's a 98 percent correlation of disease of the internal organs and disease of that internal uh, nerve root so it's not just the end piece. Like if somebody has heart disease, well, did anybody check the heart that's going out to give that area life? So we have to look at the corresponding structure of what's giving that area of your body life. What's supposed to help it heal? Well, it's your brain, your spinal cord. It tells everything, how to heal, how to react, how to adapt to stress, how to adapt to your environment. If that's not correct and not happening properly, we will be disease and dysfunction. That's what research shows, proves it over and over and over and over again. In fact, there's a direct correlation between, outcomes of especially cancer patients. For example, we just had a cancer patient in our office. Now we don't treat anything in our office other than subluxation, we call it. Subluxation is just simply a bone that's out of a line putting pressure on a nerve or subluxation can also be a mental, physical, or chemical interference within the body. So a cancer patient comes in, we don't diagnose cancer, we don't treat cancer, we don't do anything like that. But what we do find out is what's causing the interference in the body that could be causing that dis-ease process within that person's body. How can we help that person's body actually heal better? So the number one thing that we looked at, in fact, was this guy's skull, right? Right where life gets going from the from right. from the from yes. the get-go. And the reason for that is there's a major nerve that comes off the base of the skull. It's called your vagus nerve. And there's a really cool research study that was just done on the vagus nerve. And it talked about outcomes in cancer patients are directly dependent on the vagal nerve um, response or how the vagal nerve is actually responding and how the vagal nerve is actually uh, communicating to the body. The vagus nerve is responsible for things like uh, parasympathetic tone. It's responsible for healing, resting, digesting. It's about, uh, There's a whole bunch of things that the vagus nerve does. But the greatest thing that we saw in that research study is that it doesn't matter what stage of cancer you are. If you have a better functioning vagal nerve, the better your outcome will be with cancer. So that is wow. a really, really cool thing. <laughs> I mean, you talk about the power that's in the body. It's absolutely incredible. Um, your greatest doctor is not... The guy in Alamir Hospital down here, it's not in a hospital, the greatest doctor is actually inside people. And people need to realize the power that's in them to heal is absolutely incredible. And so when we get back to that skeletal system, the skeletal system is vital to be in that perfect alignment. Because as soon as it shifts out of alignment, we start to put that pressure on that spinal cord or on those nerve roots that leads to that dis-ease or that dysfunction into those internal organs or those tissues. And so as we take our x-rays in our office on day one, mm-hmm. we literally look to see how healthy is that person's skeletal system. Again, if it's not healthy, well, how do we get that thing healthy first and then start in adding in all these ancillary things to help you get and achieve the health that you possibly can get? So we take pictures from the front of somebody to see how straight up and down they are. Right. But then the second thing is, is we also take pictures from the side to see do they have the curves that they're supposed to have in their body as well. The curves are there to take tension off the cord. And in fact, if you lose the curve, it it's called pathological tension. It literally will start to stretch your spinal cord. It'll start to thin out your cord. It dehydrates your cord. So now you're actually having less communication from your brain to your body as well, just because of the loss of curve that's happening in your spine. So another reason that is so important to figure out is my tension in my neck and my shoulders and up into my base of my skull, is it from my loss of curve that's in my cervical spine? Is my back pain, is that tension in my low back or sciatic nerve pain, is it because of I've lost a curve or there's been a shift in my spinal column some way, somehow? And so those are the reasons for those x-rays. So we can be very, very um, particular, but we can be very, very... Um, Uh, 100% accurate on how we're going to take care of somebody in the office. We know exactly the line of drive that we need to do. We know exactly the segment that we need to be on. We know exactly where things need to happen in order for you to to heal the best you possibly can heal.
0: I love that about Achieve Wellness. It's not just about those symptoms. So if you truly want to feel better and you actually want to heal, I remember that from day one, you guys sat me down and we learned a lot. And you guys were even able to see things like I had a couple accidents when I was younger. You guys were able to see those things right away and how it's impacted me 10, 20 years later. It was amazing. But you also gave me hope that I'm going to be feeling better. And I've already noticed the difference with every adjustment. You said it's almost instantaneous. There's something that happens in your body because you're taking that pressure off of those nerves again, too. That's just incredible. So let's, let's talk about this. So how can we get people into your office to start experiencing miracles instead of just taking some type of magic over-the-counter quick fix that doesn't really fix anything?
1: Yeah, instead of just blocking the symptoms, right, let's get actually to the root cause of the problem. The best way people can actually get a hold of us, and usually for our new patient exam, it's usually about $50 for people to come in and get their exam, their x-rays. Uh, that's what it is across the board as far as our x-rays. Typically, if you were going to like a clinic somewhere, it'd probably be like $500 to $1,000 for it, the yeah, exact truly same is. x-rays that we're taking in our office. And so we try to get our x-rays down so that people can actually afford to see What's going on inside of them? How are they actually developing and growing? Now, because we're actually listening to the podcast and we're here with you today, Chelsea, what we're doing is we're giving a a special to those people for $35. And so instead of the $50, it can be $35, but they have to reference this podcast in order to uh, be able to get that $35. uh, discount. You got it. And the
0: proof is there. The proof is absolutely there for anybody who's kind of on the fence about chiropractic care. That is an x-ray of your actual body, and it does tell a lot. And then you're in great hands with either Dr. Jared or Dr. Evan, and get to working, get to healing your body. Experience you're, that miracle.
1: You're absolutely right. Your your spine is your window to your health. And so the more degeneration that you have in your spine, the more degeneration and disease you're going to have as you age.
0: Thank you, Dr. Durr, for all of that. For the Achieve Wellness Podcast, you can give them a call at 320 762 Mention this podcast. And that x-ray will go from $50 down to $35, which could be the start of an incredible journey of you
1: feeling better, truly feeling their body. Thank you so much, Dr. Garrett. You're welcome, Chelsea. Thanks for having us again.